0: Program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.
1: Welcome to the Share Your Hotness podcast.
0: Share Your Hotness.
1: Now, here's your host.
0: Lita Green. Hello and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness podcast with your host Lita Green and my guest today, Marie Owens. And we have not met, but we have something in common. We both have a missionary, meaning someone who has left our home and is out serving. And you have more than one. Yeah, or two missionaries who've left the home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just catch me up, Marie, because we've just met. I mean, like thirty seconds ago.
1: So. Right. Okay, so I have twin daughters who are serving right now, and uh, we do not choose where we're going to serve. And so it was quite humorous when they were when they opened their mission assignments and were assigned to Uruguay and Paraguay um, <laughs> in a very twinish kind, kind of, of way.
0: Kind of twin sounding and, and, and and world geography. I always got the two mixed up. So it's like the twins get mixed up too. (laughs) Are they like, where they look alike twins or are they?
1: Oh, to some people when they were younger, they'd say, man, I can't tell them apart. And other people would even say, Oh, are they sisters? Like to me, they look so different. They're fraternal. Uh, But they are joined at the hip. They are so close. And, and one of the twins has been serving in Arkansas and Missouri while Uruguay was closed, which oh. just opened up and she just got there a few weeks ago. So their comments were just, that they were so and excited. And closed because of COVID and yeah. all of that craziness. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, they so. They were just excited to be back together in the same hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> there was like,
0: something is right about being together, <laughs> right? And it's fun that they're both learning Spanish. It is. Did they did they study Spanish in high school learning things? Oh,
1: as much as you get in high school.
0: <laughs> right, right. But I mean, it's so, better than nothing.
1: Sure, sure. Oh, yes. And and sometimes they get on the phone and they just get going, la, 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 you know, with their little
0: Spanish. And I'm like, well, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So when you on um, P days, when we get to talk or P preparation day, when we get to talk to our missionary, which my son's in Colombia, So oh, he yeah. we just had our first Monday preparation day and it was just everything um but you're letting them they're able to talk to each other on p day they are they are and what we do is we just do a
1: facebook messenger where whoever's first calls which one of my girls are able to and then whoever can get on my husband at work my son who is also a return missionary from brazil he's at byu and so we all just get on and sometimes someone has to bow out for a little others get on but I definitely know where I fit in the order when the two girls are on at the same time. <laughs> I just wanna chat with each other and I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, they are twins, right? They shared a womb. Sure. I mean, but if it weren't for you, they wouldn't be here, right? I mean, you, you housed them. You know, <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> okay, so how many kids do you have? Cause you have three, one that served in Brazil, two currently serving. Correct, and then we have a freshman in high
1: school. And then we have a junior high schooler. So 15 and 12 are my two so boys. five
0: kids. Correct. Okay. <laughs> well done. So, uh, whenever, you know, you have a big family, people are like, Oh, are you Catholic or, you know, member Mormons, you know, which is the sure. church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Saints. So yes, yes, we are. And it was funny. Cause one of the ladies I just talked to, she's one of eight and she, she's like, Oh, only five. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's actually a big family. <laughs> it's big. I was one of eight also, but eight hey, <laughs> is still big. <laughs> so are you like putting less pressure on your kids to have, you know, there was eight and now five. So you're like, you can have four or three or yeah, and you not like put a no number No pressure,
1: whatever works for them and their spouse, whatever's right for them. is good with me.
0: Now behind you, you have all these pictures. Are these all family pictures of your kids growing up and things? They are. They are. There are a lot back there. I think it's required if you have children to have a wall of pictures of your children. (laughs) I I feel like that's required. And if you have five kids, then it's even a bigger wall.
1: Oh, and each of those kids knows exactly how many pictures there are
0: of themselves versus the others. (laughs) Oh, I better go count and make sure I've kept that fair. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the son that served in Brazil learned Portuguese. So the sisters, um, you know, Spanish and Portuguese are you know similar, but is he able to understand them or completely? It was interesting. While he was there, he said he picked up, or
1: his his high school Spanish uh, changed dramatically as he also had companions he lived with from that were all Spanish speaking countries: Ecuador, Peru, uh, uh, Brazil. I'm sorry, uh, Argentina, Chile. And so he he had really developed his Spanish and then interestingly he said he developed Italian because I guess Portuguese is really close to Italian I didn't know that but he started reading an Italian Book of Mormon while he was there and he said he could understand
0: most of it which, well, which um, obviously he's really good with languages so now he's got three languages well well I don't know if he could speak Italian he said he could understand it. As okay, it. <laughs> okay, but clearly, I mean, reading scripture is not known to be easy version <laughs> sure. of the language. So that is why I kind of jumped to that. You know, yeah, and he'd probably love hearing you say that. Yeah, yeah, three languages. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you could just tell him and make his day, and, <laughs> and then take one picture off of the wall down and be like, "That lady thinks you're fluent, so I'm taking one down." Can't let so, you have too big of a head.
1: Goes for okay. the next
0: kid. <laughs> now, when you're one missionary when the, the boy went out, how much older is he than the twins?
1: Two years. Just they he, yeah, just barely two years
0: old. So did he get born. to see them before they left? Because missions for boys are two years. He did because of the way COVID shook
1: out. And in March 2020, we had that mass exodus of missionaries coming home and leaving. countries go back to their original country and he is one of those missionaries that came home but he did not uh, get reassigned or anything like that because the rule was 18 months if you hit your 18 month mark you were finished and he had hit it by a few days and it broke his heart oh that's too bad that's uh, hard yes we we had in an interesting way during COVID I felt like I was gifted an extra six months with those kids because when he left home, I thought, well, that's it with our little family always together. Our little had- family, oh, our little okay. family of five
0: kids. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's small in Spanish. <laughs> what is in Italian? Do we know? <laughs> I have no idea.
1: <laughs> my son. Hi, I'm
0: Lita. I only speak two languages working on my third. So I'm not as cool as your son. <laughs>
1: well it was so funny when he went out he was talking to me in portuguese about a month in or two months in or something i said i have no idea what you're saying and he looks at me and he says you mean you're not studying the language like with sincerity and shock and I said, am i
0: supposed to be such a disappointment <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> yeah because you have your youngest was seven. Did I remember that right? Yeah, he's 12 right now. So, okay. So but when your been... son left originally, oh, yeah, yeah, he would have been about eight because he is. So you're kind, you're kind of busy. You're kind of busy, you know, yes. with your little, little, little family. Your I little family. Time. Yeah. <laughs> when I lived in New Hampshire and I was pregnant with my daughter, and people would see my son and they'd say, What are you having? And I'd say, I'm having a girl. And they said, Oh, perfect. You're done. You're done like just assuming you know like no just you're done like how congratulations you've had the perfect family a boy and a girl you're done and then I moved to Utah with a baby in arms and people are like when are you have your next like, okay okay just a minute here just a minute you know I just had a baby still walking weird you know and I just moved across the country and I'm a little tired <laughs>
1: you know regrouping
0: yes okay so speaking of cultural differences um with your son who feels like you should have been working on your Portuguese while he was gone are there some interesting customs and traditions that he's come back with that he's like brought to the family that's yes
1: so he he um went outside found a little place in the yard and before I knew it he had bricks and was building a churrasco pit. When, okay. when you go to those brazilian places where they cut the meat off the so hey uh-huh. we're okay with that custom i mean you get the you get the long skewers and you cook meat out over that tarasco pit but yeah he built one of those right away
0: <laughs> Without yeah,
1: asking.
0: he's just <laughs> like landscaping and i live in an hoa and so if we started going and building an open fire thing of any kind the hoa would you know uh, they they would they would have a meltdown. I'm pretty even sarcastic. in your backyard. Oh, I don't have a backyard. My oh, backyard's no. an alley. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So you know where we drive. You know our cars. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, some homes have have more. But I I have eight feet around my house. Okay. But I think even if I were to do that, I mean, you have to submit plans oh. to change anything on your property. So we're, we feel like we're rebels to change things inside our house without the HOA, like we're not even going to tell them. <laughs> Wait, that could be a whole episode
1: right there, HOAs. <laughs> stars.
0: Right. Okay. So you, the Tarasco pit, what else do you cook in the, the, the pit?
1: It, it's meat. mostly cooking meat. Cook, he cooks meat over, over the, the pit. But he does. He comes came home and loved cooking beans and rice all the time. Then he put like a fried egg over it and a lot of raw onions. I, okay. I love onions, but i would be like, okay, easy. Easy on the one-inch cubed raw onions. <laughs> okay, now, question. Did he cook before the mission? He did a little bit. I love cooking a lot. I love cooking. I love baking. So I pull my kids into help. And he did a little, not a ton, but he really cooks well for himself
0: now. Very well. Since your family's so little, you could adopt me.
1: (laughs) Yesterday,
0: (laughs) everyone's like, so what's for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know, because I was out cleaning the garage. (laughs) I feel like I can do one really impressive domestic thing a day. And cleaning the garage, that was that. You know, pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm impressive. Um, so they made salad. That's our fallback at our house. So, yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> my, I think my family would probably prefer the, the meat one, except my husband <laughs> has a, a heart thing. So a lot of meat, he'll be like, it's going to kill me. And I don't want him dead because I like him, you like know, him. so trying to keep him around. Okay. So like, does, um, how do they celebrate Christmas differently there? I'm sure it's, you know, in Brazil,
1: it wasn't as different, like, that. And, and I'm also going to speak for my twin daughters in, in Paraguay, well, the one for Uruguay, she wasn't there, but Paraguay, not terribly different, very similar things, except that, again, I'm backing away from Brazil, going to Uruguay or Paraguay. That's fine. So, <laughs> she did say that by Christmas, so they, all the big celebration was Christmas Eve, and into the night, they party all night, and then that's it, it's over. It's Christmas Day, she was ready for the big hoopla. And that's it. It's done. It's all evening and all night that they oh, saw so like Christmas,
0: like,
1: <laughs> Christmas Eve. That's it. And into the night, like they went to bed. She said they went to bed at 4am and that's okay. And approved
0: as missionaries. That right. So well. for those who don't know, you have very strict, you wake up at a certain time, your schedule is very set out. So it's a little bit like the military, except no one's yelling at you. <laughs> you know um, self motivated yeah you are set you were given a schedule and obedience is the first law of heaven and you know you you do you do that schedule so staying up late at 4am when you wake up at 6 30 every morning is a little yeah, brutal. So, but so of course they're funny. young they're young they can <laughs> exactly
1: i It might like, kill you and I and then there's no garages or cooking dinner <laughs>
0: I was up i was up so do they have like santa claus because it's probably be different right i believe they did to be honest i didn't even ask well it's probably like a
1: saint right like saint you know, claus, yes yes i remember right? i do remember myself talking yes definitely more more as the saint as he was originally uh, created right. than for us who is the mall character that kids right which i pictures, i think i would prefer know. Oh yeah,
0: you know for sure than just you know a guy with elves and you know more magical and mythical oh. than somebody who just gave from their heart so much yeah. so that it created this mythology, right? Sure, you know. And I think when you talk about Christmas and missionaries, what what I came away with with
1: my kids and also on my mission when I served, most of all is just that it is a different Christmas than you've ever experienced in your now life. Where did you serve? I served in Dallas excellent yeah so y'all had a different Christmas there we all sure did yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were cooking other kinds of meats so um anyhow it was just it's so different and your son will experience that too how your your life and heart and mind are completely focused on the savior and so you're not really thinking about Santa Claus and as we talk to their kids that's why I sit here trying to think wow what was so different we were talking about what they were learning spiritually and how they were truly out serving and could care less what they got for Christmas.
0: Yeah. That yeah. Um, um, on my mission, I served in the deaf programs, the United States mission yeah. and we transferred from mission to mission. And wow. um, I didn't have uh, uh, a lot of family support, um, <laughs> you know, and so there was no Christmas package that came for me from family and the cute, um, you know, members in the area were concerned about this. And so somebody brought over a package and I got this um uh like an atrium you know music box oh yeah with yeah. dried flowers inside which you know wasn't particularly a cool thing and I loved it and like we made it like a trophy that we like passed <laughs> around. But um you know we just we just had a wonderful time just being excited about you know, doing the service and it was really simple. And it's one of my favorite Christmases. We were allowed to listen to the radio for Christmas day and Amy grants all I want for Christmas is you and my companion and I danced around the room being like, Oh, and still to this day, because that song plays all the time or some version of it. I'm like calling up or texting my, you know, my companion sister, Sherlyn Sumter and, you know, and being like, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> but now oh. I kiss my husband on that song as well. So it's a very, busy, <laughs> a very busy song when it comes on a million times, I get lots of extra kisses. But yeah, the, the mission is this beautiful thing because you are focusing on the original meaning of Christmas, meaning the birth of Christ. And um, I, those are always the best Christmases thinking about what yeah, we can give. Others and do for others and my family we just do three gifts you know the gold frankincense and myrrh mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. makes me feel the spirit of Christmas a lot more <laughs> it's easier <laughs> it's easier that's a that's a great
1: idea simplifying is just and that you know that's something that all three of my kids have come away with uh, of course my daughters are still out but my my three who have served is just about simplifying life. In the the experiences that they're having, there and repeatedly, uh, I remember my son coming home from Brazil, and I thought he'd be so excited to walk around the house and be home, and he just kept shaking his head as he walked around, and he just kept saying, "We have so much, we have so much in America." Over and over again, he just kept shaking his head. We have so much.
0: Oh, okay. I love this. I love it's this so I love that the you know the. You know, it, it, it hurts my heart when people don't appreciate what we have. And with my job as a speaker, I've traveled pretty far afield, but even in this country, like when I, where I served deaf program, you know, I met a handful of families with dirt floors. Yeah. And I was like, how do you have dirt floors in America? You know, and then there it's common to have, you know, very simple homes, right
1: now yeah, what kind
0: of yeah. homes did he live in did he always have did he have dirt floors or did he always no. have a
1: no nope. he was
0: in nothing fancy very very simple but he
1: was always in he doesn't have any pictures of crazy you know huts or anything or having hold a hose to shower himself neither do my daughters they're in they're in good places but they like my, my daughter moms, they
0: tend to put the girls up in nicer places. <laughs>
1: cool my daughter that just arrived in Uruguay, she took a little video around her apartment and we just sat there going enormous like it's huge it could house and maybe it is set up to house a lot more missionaries is they're just barely returning them back to the country okay um, yeah it's quite a large apartment
0: for her
1: but um i know my daughter in paraguay was telling a story around thanksgiving where she was she just Happened because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving down there. With it being in America, obviously, (laughs) happened to be sitting in a hut or or a home of a family, and she was sitting on the dirt floor, and um, she had brought her guitar along. She was playing a guitar, and they were the family chose to sing "Count Your Many Blessings," name them one by one, and they were singing with just such gusto, with them not having any idea that it was Thanksgiving Day. She just said the tears were just just looked around and went these are such happy people and i'm being reminded to count my blessings as i sit on a dirt floor on thanksgiving day i I love love it
0: um there's a there's a one of these stories you know that goes around right of this this chief um where they're getting improvements made to his african village and they're like, isn't this amazing? This is being done. And he says, you know, as long as the people stay united is basically the point of the story is that he worries that where some people are getting tin roofs and others are not, or some mm-hmm. people are getting this, that the, the um, you know, the comparisons start to come in. You know, and when you, you know, think about how a lot of people around the world live. I mean, you think of China where most of their people live in what we would define I think I heard that it's like under 5,000 American dollars a year Mm -hmm. where, you know, most like 80% of the population of China lives that way. Right. And um, you know, Uruguay and Paraguay, I mean, I haven't looked at the economics status, but you know, you think people are making, you know, four or $5 a day. And that's sure. They think that's a great life. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's because they don't have Mm -hmm. iPhones and, TV or, you know, a lot of these things to look around and see what they don't have.
1: Yeah. And my daughter in Paraguay was telling me, she said, uh, she said she noticed pretty soon after arriving in the country that that nobody worries about anything like that. Somebody shows up and they're not scrambling to clean up anything because they don't have much to clean up they're not scrambling to make sure it's perfect or holding off to have anyone come over until everything's tidy nope they bring people in and she says all of a sudden out of nowhere chairs just start to appear and they just quickly make room and are just so happy and I think stuff weighs us down doesn't it
0: mm-hmm. how much time like <sighs> cleaning up my garage right I mean yeah. I'm filtering through now, in my defense, we have had some unplanned construction happening with the bathroom flood, right? Oh but so there's all this construction things happening. But when there's a little bit of a mess there in the garage, it's easy to put that, oh, that broken thing. Oh, I'll just deal with, I'll just go put that by the other mess, right? But I'll I do it later. Yeah, I'll just, uh, when the house gets back together, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but how much time we do spend, cleaning and main, maintaining our things. Um, I went to Costa Rica um, you know uh, you know so hard right but I went to Costa Rica and I was staying in this fancy resort it was with it was with work and then we went on one of these you know tours you're gonna to go out and go see something And the tour guide was a native Costa Rican and we are um, driving through this little village and I'm looking at this little village, just these little teeny homes you know, brightly colored, you know, on their stucco, but I'm just thinking, wow, like Mm -hmm. just, you know, I'm just sitting there looking at these homes that were going by and thinking of my, you know, 4,000 square foot home. And I, I love my home and I've always just thought, oh my crap, I can't believe I'm here. But, um, you know, these homes are an eighth the size maybe. Right. And he says, look at how beautiful this town is, the the Puerto Rican guide. I mean, the Costa Rican guide. And he's like, look at how beautiful and how all the bright colors and the flowers. And look, there's a parrot in the tree. And this is why we say in Costa Rica, Pura Vida, the pure life. And he's like, it's Mm. because our life is so pure and so good here. And he's just going on and on pointing out how amazing this is. And of course I couldn't help but contrast, you know, a neighborhood that I might drive through. Even our, you know, quote unquote, you know, bad neighborhoods um, have more square footage and more things and more AKA comfort. But again, it's what do you prioritize of life? What a a profound experience to have, to hear
1: his, it's one thing for you to just drive through and have your own thoughts but another to hear a local speak about how amazing, beautiful it is. Yeah. Those as we're driving by
0: kids that are barefoot, yeah. you know, um, the most, I mean, uh, like I was in Indonesia and saw kids in the the red light district. And that was one of those moments that just could, my first thought was where is his mother? And then my hosts being like, uh, And then, you know, it being spelled out for me, the reality of these kids' lives and why they're in that part of town and what that means to them. And if I had been less judgmental, I would have had time to roll down the the window and hand them a heaping plate of food and a bag full of groceries Mm. that I had bought. Um, I could have made that day just a little bit better if I had not been so judgmental. But that was my initial thought because of my perspective of where are these kids mother? Like, seriously, this is not a good part of town. And they said like, you know, this isn't going to be the best part of town. And yeah, there were, there were basically naked people and on the streets. And yeah, that was, it was, it was an education. Uh, Another profound experience (laughs) As the trucker's daughter, it was an education, (laughs) you know? Um, And and so it just, that's always been a lesson to me, and that I like to share because it was from my judgment I missed an opportunity to be kind. Sure. And so, you know, when we're seeing people like this in Paraguay and Uruguay and, um, you know, Brazil and, you know, basically most of the world, <laughs> yeah. there are more people well, in our backyards.
1: We would have to go very far to find so much service. Uh, a, a available to us right around us to see, you know, I tell my kids all the time, mom, why can't we go, you know, to exotic places to serve? And I say, because the local people need it here.
0: And so we're going to serve here. And uh, right. It's, it's right here too. I have an adopted sister lives on the reservation and we help run a charity of providing clean water and sanitation products. So thank you for setting that up. I have a friend that did a TED talk the same time as one of mine, and she has adopted 22 children. Wow. Yeah. I know. Like, well, now that's a big family. Okay. We're talking big families. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes family of five. Like you, you're probably even (laughs) wonder what I'm doing with my kids, you know? (laughs) Um, but you know, there, there are opportunities to serve and it is our judgment that gets in the way. And that's why I think these missions are, um, I've always, you know, I've always said, you know, serve in the military, uh, go to the Peace Corps, or you know, something, something, yeah. you know, you know, if you know, if, you're, if you don't get to be a Mormon, you know, a member of the Churches of Christ of the United Saints, um, go do something yeah. that is bigger than you that will expand your worldview. Because when I hear people being like, oh, America is such a terrible country, I'm like, in contrast to what doesn't mean we right, can't improve, right. there's always room for improvement. But we have, the world has never lived better. And we have it better than so much of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Such great perspective again. You know, and so getting these young kids out to go have these experiences um, and not just be like, you know, where I'm driving by being like, wow. But get to know the people, Mm -hmm. this count your Mm -hmm. blessing story. I love this. Right. Well, and and like you're saying, as they go
1: out, this is not about... Um, let let me back up and rephrase. This is so much about the missionary that goes out and the change, the lifelong change, like you're saying, that they come away with. They come away with compassion and open eyes to suffering and difficulty and truly learning how to put their heart and soul into serving other people that they go with for the rest of their lives. Um, Very much uh, for the missionaries as well as the other people they will.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. um, you know, my my son's gone to an area and I'm sure Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil, you know, there's mild muggings. And I'm saying mild muggings because that happens often enough that statistically your chances of being hurt if you just give over your your five dollars or whatever are very little. And it's because people are in such different economic circumstances and they see these American, yeah. you know, these gringos. Yeah. Um People are like, how can you send your kid there? So I, I, my, my listeners have heard my answer. What's, <laughs> what's your answer for? Well,
1: <clears throat> my answer for that sending a redhead daughter and a blonde daughter, fair skinned, to South American country where they are not going to blend in at all. They're <laughs> gonna You're stand gonna- out everywhere they cold. go. Very <laughs> much so. It's complete faith in the Lord. And one of my daughters, the one of Paraguay told me a bit of a scary story a few months ago. And I just said, you have got to, you can only rely on God so much. You've got to use your wisdom. And that was not, that was not wise. And she said, we realized when we were in the situation, but I sent them with pepper spray. I mean, I know it's only going to do so much, but <laughs> they keep it on there. They're in their bags, right next to them, where they can grab it quickly if needed. Is but that against mission rules to have pepper spray? <laughs> we didn't ask. Did. It wasn't
0: in the handbook, and I sent it with them. They did not specifically say do not bring pepper spray. Nope,
1: not in there. <laughs> I'm like, you're going with it. Uh, plus, a boatload of sunscreen for you two girls. So, so anyway, they um, the one in Uruguay, she has to be in at seven o'clock at night. They um, are not allowed later than that. And she and the members have been so good about helping these girls when they arrive in a new area and they say, okay, here's where you girls absolutely should not go. Do not find yourselves here. Be safe with this, this, and this. And they just had a, uh, my daughter was telling me on Monday that she had a, um, a, one of the church leaders in her congregation come up to her and say, okay, We see that you've got some interesting men here today who came to investigate the church, but we're quite confident they're just here for you girls. He said (laughs) you want me to go man them up a little bit, just let me know. So (laughs) we do have members really helping him, you know, look out for them as well. But the bottom line to that question is I put my faith in the Lord and say, okay, there you go. Here are my two daughters to serve thee. Yeah.
0: Yeah you know, I tear up a little because, you know, we spend our whole, uh, you know, we give over our bodies. Um, you know, if, if we, if we made them ourselves, right. Mm-hmm. And even if you didn't make them, you give up your sleep, yeah. your yeah. they eat first. I mean, and just when you think you've got this, everything is, uh, you know, perfectly given over to these little people, and your years of this was longer than mine because I didn't get as many kids as I'd like. So I kept going around to families your sides and being like, "You have so many, why not give some to me?" I um, <laughs> mean, the twenty-two that we just spoke about. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know her when the kids, because she would have been like, "I didn't make them go, go do foster we'll care, you know, go, <laughs> go be better." Um, <laughs> um, but um, she. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I was I was laughing about that so hard that I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> the twenty-two okay. kids. Um, um,
1: what was our train? Oh, that we give all our time to our kids. Yeah, we like give all. Our, thank our you, thank you so
0: much, Marie, for being on it. Um, <laughs> that we we give over so much to our kids, and then they start being like myself. I'm doing it myself, right?
1: Yeah. And
0: then, you know, for those of us in our faith. It is such a hard thing, and now we get to talk to our kids every week. It used to be only on Mother's Day and Christmas, which I always say that just kind of shows how much we love the mothers in our church, right? (laughs) Because people like, oh, men are over the women. I'm like, really? We don't call them Father's Day; they call them Mother's (laughs) Day. But anyway, (laughs) um, you know, it's it is this thing, but you know, I really do compare it to um, how I see God. And his love for us is his children, because that is my my worldview. Um, I I don't see any reason for racism or prejudice because we're Agreed. all children of God. Agreed. We're all equal to God. I am no better than the the beggar on the streets of Beijing. My eternal progression and talents and gifts are are no better. But for whatever reason, no. I have been given a different set of challenges. Um, And maybe abundance is one of those challenges, right? That it's easier to seek God when challenges are in front of you and, you know, to, to, to seek that out, but um, how hard it must've been for God to send us all here to um, in a place that is so unfair, that is so filled with so much unkindness and, and war and pestilence and all of these kinds of things and so really it's a little thing in comparison sure and how much joy he must
1: feel when we choose to stay close to him and when we return to him how much yeah true joy because that missionary hug when that <laughs> child comes home is the greatest ever and it, it is brutal to send those kids off for 18 months or two years but you're you're sending them to serve god there's nothing better but it is hard to say goodbye
0: well but the, there's this moment when we were sending my son off and i hugged him and typically in public oh i am such a boob i'm crying my producer oh, loves it when i it. cry <laughs> i have a tissue here but i'm in arizona so i don't think i can yeah, offer it to you yeah and by the time it got here it would be <laughs> dried and dead from the heat of arizona um, <laughs> um that uh, you know I'm gonna I've hugged him you know I've hugged him tight and I'm like okay you know you gotta gotta let him go and he just pulled me back in for that little moment oh. I'm like oh oh like melt my heart son and oh. how excited I am to hear I'm like literally tears are streaming down my face look Marie. yeah, yeah. He, he's only like not even two months and I'm like <laughs> you know but that that call on p day I'm like <laughs> you block
1: out everything on mondays i create everything oh, yeah. on monday so that i can be flexible and doing all of those little things i need to do around here and i i am scheduling nothing on Mondays uh-huh. ever so i can talk yeah. to my no. girls
0: yeah same that's not happening my our son was getting a little stressed because he's sharing a phone with three different people and he's trying to give his timing and i'm like son we're all here we're all bendy to your schedule.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And yep. we'll make it happen. Yeah. Like you, you know, you call and it was funny because he called at 7.00 AM because of the time change, I, I was, I don't, I'm not out of bed at 7.00 AM. My husband <laughs> wakes up at six thirty and thinks he's sleeping in. And I heard the phone ring. My phone was off and I heard like it ring to his iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was up like, like it was and wide morning, and I was five, <laughs> you know, because I'm like that is Nathaniel, you know, that that's Nathaniel. That uh, uh, so exciting. So every single Sunday night I lay down, and I go, oh,
1: it's like Christmas Eve every <laughs> Sunday night because you know you get to hear those. It, it's just the best. It's the best.
0: Yeah, so, and I love so. how you paralleled that to. How how God feels, and you know, though this isn't a quote unquote religious podcast, sure. um, I think it's interesting that every single um, culture, every single um, country has developed a a theology of God, and depending a on deity how you, of some sort, right. And so you know, if you're an anthropologist, you and you study it from the science of it, isn't it interesting that so many concepts of what God is are in line and are the similar. For example, every single religion has a redeeming God, right? A God that, you know, what in the Christian faith we call the atonement, right? Yeah, yeah. And so if it's from, you know, from the people, or if it's actually from a deity, you get to decide, you know, you and I have obviously made our decision that people have taken God and, you know, tried to remember what he said. And, you know, I believe that, it's our heavenly parents, you know, so nobody needs to get upset that women have been kicked out. Women are in <laughs> there, <laughs> you know, men and are very
1: misunderstood. If anyone believes otherwise, completely misunderstood.
0: Right. And so it makes it um, when you when you've given your life and you're trying to, you know, read your scriptures and say your prayers and go to church on Sunday and do all the other things that your religion asks of you. You know, giving your kid is there's a a, um, a strong tradition of that in religious cultures around the world.
1: Yeah,
0: and I'm just thankful I don't have to give them to a monastery and never have grandkids. <laughs> you know? What a great point! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll get those 22 after all, right? Yeah. Well, um, I have two living children. And oh no! So, okay, let's so not. Dude. I I think that'd be a little bit of pressure, but I've <laughs> uh, I've adopted. I have a niece and she's planning on having a lot that I, I, I stole. I, I literally, I literally kidnapped her. Take it. Yep. No, I mean like literally I kidnapped her. Her dad was, <laughs> was being, um, you know, fill in the blank. Okay. And, and so the law was with me. So I kidnapped her and called the police Damn. that I'd kidnapped this child. Um, so I've told, you know, I, what, what you still, you're responsible for. So, um, she's. It
1: isn't possession nine tenths of the law
0: yeah I mean I did I did have to give her up to people that that had legal custody but I gotta you know oh. you make an accusation like that and I was able to prove it um you know it was all it was all uh, fine and good you know I didn't go to jail um okay, <laughs> you didn't just spend your last hour with a with a, a kidnapper because you're like don't don't let her come Arizona um so she wants to have a big family like five or six So I figure, you know, right now I'm probably at 12, if all goes well. Hey, that sounds marvelous. Yeah. And then I'm a fabulous aunt. And I, my sister-in-law has five, my other sister-in-law has six. So I've told them I'm just going to borrow all their kids (laughs) for like a big picture. And they would love that. These are all the children I have loved and the children that they have made. And then I can just put that on my wall. They would all love that. I know, right? It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> so your son that's home from a mission—he's yes. been home for not quite it'll a year, two, right? It'll be two years because it's okay. March twenty twenty. Right. Okay. Home. Okay. Yeah. And I'm uh, sorry.
1: You, what was the question you were going to ask? So I would go gonna on say, with the story. What's he been doing since he been he's been home? So he went to BYU Idaho. He uh, home for that whole summer when everything was shut down.
0: And that's why you got time with them all together, because we had to quarantine together. Yes, and my daughters
1: had just graduated from high school in that strange 2020 graduation, but we did so many great things together as a family that summer. Then the three of them went off to BYU-Idaho in the fall, so I had the three freshmen up there, and they they had been accepted to Provo but declined because they wanted to be with him. Okay. And so okay. they went up together and then he was there for a year and then just transferred down to Provo this last year for the accounting program. That's so like, wow. he's there. Um, but but no, the story I was going to tell is that when he came home from his mission, so abruptly, he, and he said, I had a full tank of gas still to serve those last six months and oh. a spare tank of gas. He goes, there was oh. not one part of me, not even the tiniest part that was like, you know, I'm tired, I'm ready to be done. And so he... Um, one day he came to me, he'd been home about a week and he said, mom, I need some hard labor. And so we live on an acre. And so there's always a lot a lot to do. And I said, I have these ugly rose bushes. I've never, they're in a bad place. I've never done them right either. I said, I'd love them removed. And he went out with a pickaxe and he'd cut them down. But now he had to get the root balls out from those rose bushes. And he was beating the garbage out of them. And I was at the kitchen window and I was looking at him and sweat was just pouring off his face. And then I realized, I looked a closer, a little closer and I realized he was sobbing, oh. he was beating those root balls out of the ground. He was just sobbing because he wanted to keep serving the Lord. And that's what happens when we send these missionaries out is just the love they have for the people, the love they have for God. It's such a different thing than the me, me, me time um, that they is <laughs> so much a part of them. Um, it was
0: And frankly how we're engineered at that age to think about ourselves yeah yeah and you know and then they're sent to live a regimented life of service and love for other people oh such a great story marie let's be friends let's do it okay because you are fantastic and i love this story i mean crying because he misses serving the people and wanting to work. I mean, like talk about a launch pad into life. He asked the stake president
1: to call Salt Lake and extend. He said, please tell them I will go anywhere. I will go back into quarantine. If I have to, please let me keep serving. He calls Salt Lake, Salt Lake says, no, we've got these rules in place. We need to that the stake
0: president please call again. All if my daughter man. were older <laughs> if my daughter were older i'd be like look up elder owens oh
1: he's a sweetheart yeah
0: that oh. sounds like he's a sweetheart so if anyone has a young lady that's um how old hey, is elder how 20, old is
1: he's owens? 22
0: now he's 22 so in he's a couple double. of years we can introduce him to
1: people i feel like 24 what, is yeah you I'm know, twenty-four is a great age. Yeah, I mean, I got married at twenty-seven. My husband was twenty-eight. I think
0: twenty-four yeah. is just nice. Yeah, I've told my kids I won't pay for a wedding under the age of twenty-two. <laughs> and now, because of cell phones, you know, making it where your brains don't finish forming until like twenty-four, um, <laughs> I'm feeling like I should have extended that. But I think when you go on a mission, that helps kind of, you know, oh, simplify some things so big time. Yeah. Um, so if anyone has young ladies, you can go through me <laughs> to get into. <me> <laughs> And, and be be like,
1: say, what happened mom
0: <laughs> there's all these girls <laughs> I'm say, I'm embrace like, it enjoy it i always tell young ladies that your job is not to see if you have a tingle in your toes and i tell this to young men too but you know girls are the ones asking my advice more um to see if you have a tingle in your toes for someone you'd want to marry it's to see what their character is absolutely and so um to girls of our faith um if you are if you were looking at dating a young man ask about how he felt about serving a mission and if his answer is like oh I got a really cool souvenirs mm-hmm. but if he's like I missed it so much I went and attacked a rose bush what <laughs> with that boy <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously if my daughter were older I'd be like making sure we could share that oh my heaven.
1: day you know I got a well,
0: function um i um you know i was crying almost every day about it and was not very uh productive in my ability to do things and then i was like you know i've already sent one kid out on a mission you know namely my my daughter that passed and so you know and i found joy on the other side of that and this is completely different like people are like it's this is grieving and i'm like no it's not it's not grieving because I'm, cause they're not gone. Yeah. And even yeah. though I know my daughter's not gone, I don't get a, I don't get to talk to her every week, mm. you know? Um, but it's the thing it's, you know, really what you said is putting trust in God and that has been, you know, my solace. I just, you know, just miss them a whole lot. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't have five, so I'm more attached. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's crazy my daughters are my little music buddies like we do music together all the time and man I miss that part
0: oh my heavens well I think you're delightful and I thank love you. You likewise all these missionaries out thank you for being willing to come on when you didn't even know what I was gonna ask and you hadn't even <laughs> met me <laughs> A little, little uh yeah <laughs> you didn't know I was so nice right so thank you oh, for sharing wonderful <laughs> Thank you so much, Marie, for sharing and being on this episode of Share Your Hotness.
1: The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.